This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. You're listening to Fight Disciples, the big interview. Uh, if, if you only just chipped into this little episode, it is a three. This is a three-part interview sequence that we're releasing today, in light of the fact that myself and Adam are on the road via Abu Dhabi on our way to Vegas. So I've crammed in a couple of interviews just to keep your timeline nice and busy. The first one we put out earlier was Paddy the Baddy Pimlet. This one, I'm delighted to say, is the main man himself, trainer extraordinaire, Mr. Dave Caldwell, when I asked him about losing one heavyweight, but the future of the rest of his stable. Super exciting times for Dave. Here we go. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Delighted to say the main man himself, Mr. Dave Caldwell, joins us on the line right now. And been a busy few hours for you, Dave. And first and foremost, before I ask you about Fowler and the rest of the team, I want to speak to you about the, the big news about uh, heavyweight Derek Chisora and yourself, part and company. Yeah, it's um, always a bit, it's a bit disappointing, but it's just a case of um, he needs me to be in London for this fight, training him in London, and and I just can't do that. You know, I've got uh, Jordan Gill, Fowler, Hopi Price, you know, uh, Jim McDonald's back next week, uh, and I've got my family up here, so um, I, I just can't go down and, and commit my time down in London, so... Um, Unfortunately, he can't come up to me for this one, so it just meant that we just couldn't make it work. That's all. Yeah. There's no, um, there's no big drama, there's no fallout, there's nothing like that. Um, it's just one of those things. Was this not a conversation that that you had initially with him in the first place? That you know, to, the longevity of this would always mean that no, Derek came to no. you, or was it always like a one fight deal? No, no, it's just something else, something that's come up. Um, uh, commitment wise for Derek um, it's not my place to say but something's called the commitment wise for Derek um, and he needs to be down down in London for this fight um, before uh, when I got back from LA um, he told me then um, a couple of weeks I've been back a couple of weeks he told me then um, that he needed me down there and I said I said then that you know I, I can't do it he asked me to think about it I said I'll try and see what, what I can do um, but I know straight away there's just no way there's no way I can do that um, and then he went to LA with his family followed here took his gear he used to take over out there while start, start getting himself in shape while he was out there came back and then on Friday um, we spoke um, you know have, have you uh, I've thought about it can you can make it work and it was just he's kissing out I just I can't do it so um, so yeah so, um, so that's it mate like I said he's uh, I've always said he's been a pleasure to work with. You know, we've had a good laugh. He's fit in, into the gym really well. He supports the young fighters in the gym fantastically. I can't fault him in any aspect in, in terms of that. So, um, so yeah, so it's a bit disappointing. But um, and else because it's such a big fight, you know, I'd, I'd love to have got the teeth into that one. But it's just one of those things, mate. It just can't can't be helped. The kids will be disappointed as well, won't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, they were. <laughs> yeah, my kids were. I mean, the Uncle Dada. <laughs> but just on a professional point of view as well, it would have been nice to get your teeth stuck into a Parker fight because that's a big fight. Yeah. You know, a lot of put a lot of ways potentially a final eliminator. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, you know, worked together for the for the two fights now, and and we've gelled really well. Um, and it just things, you know, just coming together. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been good, but uh, it, listen, it, that's that's life. Yep. You know, that's life. We just 
just couldn't um, just couldn't make it work. Um, and you know, I just wish him all the best moving forward. Hope uh, hope his camp goes well, and uh, hope he hope he beats Barker. That's all I can say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now the smoke's cleared as well. Um, when you sit back and reflect on Anthony Fowler's performance against Brian Rose, stepping back on into the big main event slot, back in Liverpool again against the yeah. former world title contender in Brian Rose. I tell you what, at the time I thought a brave decision by Fowler, but in the aftermath you think, wow, the pressure on his shoulders that night yeah. was unreal. Yeah, there was a lot of pressure on him. Um, you know, but this is, he's, he's 28 now, and we couldn't go back to to the, the meaningless marking time kind of fights. He can't, he can't afford to do that. Um, every fight's got to be a, a fight where he's going to gather experience, going to make him a better fighter, and it's going to progress him. Um, rankings and, and status-wise, really, um, and and you know, like I said to you before, the, the first thing that he said to me after the final bell with the Fitzgerald fight was, "All those easy fights didn't do anything for me. He learned more." He said, "You know, he, he said that he learned more in that one fight with Fitzgerald than than he had in the whole of his career." Yeah. And going into a Brian Rose fight with wealth for experience that he's got, um, and the problems that he would give us. That was always going to improve him as a fighter again, and you know he showed he showed a lot of mental toughness there because he was under a lot of pressure because obviously for the way that he carries himself on social media, um, and and he's he's not afraid to put himself out there. He's not afraid to back himself. That's you know in a world where where everybody wants people to be very very humble and and, and kind of um, not really shout about themselves too much. He's willing to back himself, um, and yeah, he, he came up short in the Fitzgerald fight, but. You know, he, he he wasn't afraid to get straight back in there in a competitive fight. He didn't shy away like a lot of fighters do and say, oh, I just, you know, can he bring me back with a little late round? Or can he, you know, he went straight back in at a good level. And the fight rose again. It was a good fight for him. And, um, you know, in his own home city and, and uh, having all that pressure again and not being able to... It wasn't a case of not being able to, to lose again. Of course, he couldn't, he couldn't afford to lose again. But he had to look well. He had to look good. He had to look like he, you know, um, like he can move forward in this sport. And he, and he did. And I thought he handled it all really, really well. Yeah. When the opportunity came up, when Fitzgerald got injury and the, and the Brian Rose fight came up, did you did you and Anthony sit down, or was it were you both in the same I, mind? We've no, got to I take it. To, I, yeah, I spoke to Eddie straight away. I, I said basically, I said, yeah, I said, that, that's that's a great fight for him. Um, let me just let me just confirm with Fowler, but I knew what Fowler was going to say anyway. But but yeah, I jumped it straight away, um, and and because originally, if you remember, it was at three weeks' notice. Um, it was supposed to be on the other show. They yeah. got canned, um, and uh, at three weeks' notice, we jumped at it. Uh, it already it was already supposed to be doing an eight round on that bill, um, and we was like, yep, yeah, no problem, but we'll take that. Uh, and then obviously, when it got canned. And we got the full camp. That was even, you know, obviously that's even better for everybody concerned. So, so yeah, we jumped straight out. It wasn't, uh, wasn't an issue. Yeah, it look, obviously Fitzgerald Cheeseman looks like it's going to be made for the British. What will Fowler be on Nick, that card as well? Um, no, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. We're looking at a, we're looking at a day. In, uh, I should know this week actually if I was um, next next day. Um, it's looking like November. Yeah. I've, I've been given a couple of dates, the potential dates for November. So, um, yeah, it, it, we're looking forward to get back out. I want him to have another fight, um, at, you know, at that sort of level that we're at now. Um, mm-hmm. And 
new year, a big one, um, you know, you know, another title fight, or, or the winner of if we can get it done, but, uh, you know, two foot, you know, both like the fight comes out with major cuts or anything like that, then the winner of Cheeseman and Fitzgerald. Yeah, there's obviously two potential big or Merseyside fights down the line as well. Uh, there might be some managerial, professional, promotional issues in there, but you know. Liverpool as a city loves nothing more than a Merseyside derby and yeah. not only has he got potentially James Metcalf who's on a very similar level to Fowler right now yeah. but of course if Liam Smith goes away and wins a world title with the WBO belt opening up again uh, shortly uh, you know potential home or Merseyside defence in 2020 with Fowler is that a little bit too soon for Fowler or is yeah, it as you said yeah Liam I think you know Liam Smith you've, you've got to say he's on a, on a you know, right now is on a different level to, yeah. to Fowler um, he's a proven World, world class acts. I mean, um, just the things that he does and the experience that he holds and and, and his ability right now is a little bit uh, a little bit ahead of, of things. I, you know, I, I think there's got to be some some major strides from Fowler in the next um, in the next year for him to to be fighting Liam Smith. You know, in 2020, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but that can you know that can happen. That's how, how it is. But where we are now, we're talking about a kid that just come off for a loss. At, at domestic level, um, who's still fighting at domestic level? Um, you're talking about a fighter that's world class and proven world class. So he has to go through those those barriers first. You know, if if Fowler were to beat um, beat the winner of Cheeseman and, uh, or uh, Fitzgerald um, next um, or, or early early you know early 2020, and then he goes and grabs a, a either either. Um, has a big win at Europe, top European level or or fringe world world level mm-hmm. next, then maybe yeah, then maybe you could you could say at, at the end of the year maybe you could be getting about ready there, but you have to make those strides. You can't you can't go from beating achievement and and a Fitzgerald to then start saying oh yeah, you know we're ready to take on Liam Smith yet. Yeah, no, you can't you can't do that. That is. There's, there's domestic level of Cheeseman and Fitzgerald, yeah. and then there's levels again before you get to you know Absolutely, I would I would class JJ Metcalf at that similar level to you know maybe he's probably one step same ahead of Fowler at the moment, yeah, yeah. but um, similar level to Fowler, yeah, 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 yeah. I would say that. Um, Promotional issues aside, does that you know I think that fight makes sense. I can't see that being anything but an absolute belter. It would be because you know you got you've got two very strong, tough fighters in there. Um, it would be a fan fan friendly fight, and both with and, a rich history yeah. in Merseyside sports as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it it would it would bring back good memories of some some good good fight nights in Liverpool. Um, but yeah, uh, that's a fight that could could potentially happen. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But, but yeah, I'd say they're both on the same sort of level at the moment. Yeah. Um, but we've we've got our eyes on on where we want to go right now, um, and we'll see we'll see what happens. It's, listen, ultimately. It's, it's all about um, power keeping winning. He's, he's, as long as he keeps winning, then, then the big fights are going to happen. If he has another bullet, then, we, then we're in trouble. Yeah, of course. Listen, talk to me about um, one of the newest members of your stable. Anyway, I know with with Fowler, it's you know it's been a, it's been a tough journey to transition him from amateur to pro. You've got hope he plays a lot younger than that. Um, what's yeah. it been like in the gym? Oh, it's fantastic, mate. He's fitting. He's fitting so well. Um, He's already been out on on camps with us abroad. Uh, he's just he's just fit in with the lads and, and they're all talked to him. He's, he's slotted in and he's making those uh, those adaptations to the pro game very very well. 
when we was out in in, in LA, uh, Freddie Roach, Manny Robles, uh, Steve Kim, the, the boxing reporter out there, mm-hmm. they all raved about him. They, you know, he, he, he's a very good fighter. And you could see the difference from, um, like, he, he had three spars with Tucker Khan out there. Um, so you could see the difference in, in the first bar. It was a bit like man, man versus boy physically. Yep. Um, and, and it kind of like, uh, being honest, you know, it, it, it was struggle physically for him. Um, but then you got to the second spar, you saw a big difference. And then the third spar, it's like Tucker Khan was like, man, you're, you're ready. You, you know, you're ready for the pro. He was really impressed. He was really impressed with him. He sparred with a Colombian out there that was 12 and 0, uh, that Mike Robles has got, Brandon Valdez. Um, and mate, it was just it was just brilliant. It really was. Um, and then on the last day, we put him in with a, a, a Mexican lightweight, unbeaten lightweight. Um, because I wanted him. I, you know, a lot of it out there was was about him being in with men and, and trying to make it as physical as possible for him. And he's 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 not just a weak, tall, um, tall uh, super bantamweight. He's actually physically on the inside. He's he, he knows how to handle himself on the inside, or you know, he's, he's developed that now already, and that's what I'm saying. He's, he's making adaptations to the game where it's not just a case of once again on the inside of him, he's, he's going to be in trouble. Now he's, you know, he's, he's developing real well. He's, since we've got back, he's been sparring with Lee Wood. He's been, you know, he's, he's been getting some good sparring. So he's, he's sparring with high quality fighters that are much more experienced than him and men. And that was my big thing for him before we actually had his first fight. I wanted to experience some of these things, and realistically, just little tweaks here and there for the pro game, um, and we're seeing it. And you know, Jordan's took him under under his wing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thinks a lot about him. Um, we all do, and Derek as well. Derek, well, Derek was at the gym as well. He's a good kid. He's got a great, great attitude. Fantastic. He was born in the year two thousand, Dave. That makes me feel sick. Oh, no. I'm sure. I'm sure I've got underwear at home that was born in the year two thousand as well, and he's about to make his pro debut. Will we see him this year? Yeah. Um, yes, we will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pro, he's got his he's got his actual license meeting uh, this weekend, um, and then it's you know you you basically license in, in a couple of weeks after that. Just get his med- as soon as his medical results are through and everything, then touch wood. We're looking at uh, possibly October. We're looking at fine. Brilliant. And I can't let you go before talking about my mate, like the main man himself, Mr. Jordan Gill. You mentioned him then. Yeah. He was up in Liverpool. He was in great spirits with his dad. He looked there. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was he was happy to be, you know, refreshed yeah. if you like. And when will we yeah. see him back out? You know what? Um, the American trip was fantastic for him. It was fantastic for him because it, I think it made him finally made him realise just how good he is. Yeah. Um, he went out there and he, you know, he, he did a bit of sparring with Tucker Khan. He did sparring with Selve. Uh, he did sparring with uh, uh, Manny Robles III, who looks like he's fighting for a world title next. And you know, I want to say that he's. I think on on the on the base of those bars, I think mentally for him, it has really it has actually made him realise that yes, you are as good as what I keep telling him is. Um, he, he he's he's back back mentally to where he was. He's he's, he's sharp. He's improving as a fighter, but but he's very very confident again now. And uh, we're looking forward to him to what comes up. You know, early. Late, late this year and, and early next year. He's back out next week. Um, we fly out to Italy. He's boxing on the uh, Eggington card out in Florence. So he's just having a little sick round just to come back with. Um, I just want to get him out um, ASAP. So I just 
that Joe Box on, on the still. So, yeah, um, so we've got him on that bill, and then he'll be back out again, probably in November. Um, and we'll take it from there. Look towards a big 2020 for him. Super, Dave. Thank you so much for your time. Much appreciated. Thanks, mate. All right, my mate. Nice Have a good day. Thanks, Dave. Thank See you soon. Dave Caldwell, uh, what a fantastic stable of fighters he's got and what an exciting future for all of them. You're listening to Fight Disciples, the big interview. I was your host, Nick Pete. For more content from us, check out at Fight Disciples on Twitter and Facebook, at The Fight Disciples on Instagram. And for our entire back catalogue of podcasts, and I, there's probably about 400 of them now, uh, visit fightdisciples.com. And don't forget... Hoodies, T-shirts, badges, stickers, socks, all available, fightdisciplesstore.com. Just a little quick notice here. The socks are selling out fast. And I mean, I might not even do a second order. I've got a different idea with a different type of clothing coming up. So once the socks are gone, they may well never be seen again. And I've literally got about a dozen pairs left. So if you want a pair of Mohawker socks, get on to fightdisciplesstore.com immediately. Order them because once they're gone... They are gone, brothers and sisters. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.